everyone. Good morning. This is uh, John Schwerb with the second edition of the Mind Gym podcast. Uh, I am here today with Alejandro Bartolo. And Hello, guys. Happy to be here. There you go. So the two of us today are going to be uh, discussing another topic, a uh, topic that uh, uh, I, first of all, have uh, been answering for well over 30 years. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, I think it's, it's a question that a lot of people, uh, either ask or they don't know to ask. And that is truly what is the difference, uh, between, uh, losing weight and losing fat weight. And, um, this is not something, as I said, that most people even, uh, ask about because, predominantly in our culture today when it comes to marketing and and promoting uh lifestyle lifestyle changes and such you're always going to see weight loss i mean i'm sure alejandro you know if you are uh, looking on any media outlets whether that be internet whether that be yeah, facebook I mean I mean, I have a sort of unique perspective on this okay, um, as well, because um, I have a background in marketing as well. And um, when I, I, I'm going to go back from, you know, to the days when I came to you originally, there was so much information, there was so much, you know, um, service providers in this, in this industry, like, uh, you know, there are many, many, many uh, service providers here, you know, that... Um, be me, me being um, and having a background in marketing, I actually um, recognized some uh, tactics and some, uh, you know, advertising techniques, which actually, you know, it may make you wonder. I mean, like, if I follow this plan, right, uh, that person X is actually, you know, advertising for me, am I going to be better for it? Or am I going to, you know, am I going to end up one day like where I am now, you know, overweight and, you know, unhappy with my body and things like that? And um, that's sort of the difference between a good plan and a, a not so good plan. You know what I mean? And um, marketing, uh, like you said, um, with social media, um, you know, today it's, it's flooded with, um, with sort of, you know, fake programs which claim to work, but they only work minimally, you know, and just, you know, you go back to basics, um, you know, a few, a few months or a few weeks down the line you never stick to it because, you know, it's either, you know, you get fed up because it's not, you know, specific to you. And I think this is something we're going to talk about, you know? And so, yes, um, unfortunately, marketing plays a big part in actually making people rich, you know, um, by actually offering these, um, you know, sort of short-term fix plans. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good perspective and that's probably the, that's the perspective I think from, the business, you know, the business world, you know, um, to put out a, um, a product or a service that promises to deliver what it is that people are looking so desperately for. Yeah, but, I, think, I think it's, it's unfortunate that, I mean, there are people who are actually willing to do the work and, you know, um, you know, exercise and eat well and things like that. But I think, unfortunately, the mentality here is, you know, life is changing so fast. It's, it's, you know, it's very fast nowadays. Technology is everywhere. And, you know, given that life is moving way too fast, I think people are actually looking for the quick fix, which is not beneficial for their body or their mind at the end of the day. Yeah, again, again, as I said, people look for something that they feel is um possible because of the information that they've been receiving. I mean, if you, if you don't know any better uh, and someone tells you that you can lose 10 kilos in 10 days, for example, which is ridiculous, uh, you'll believe it. But again, I'm, what, I, what I'm trying to get at is, is that from a business perspective, for sure, um, businesses will sell uh, a service to you that sounds good for you, what you're looking for. But in fact, I mean, how many people do you know uh, would say, uh, hey, Alejandro, you know, oh, my God, I'm so unhappy. I, I, I need to lose about five kilos of fat. Nobody, because it's not even out there. It's not something that 
uh, it's marketable. It's not sellable. They, Everyone they wants to lose weight. They, they do say a variation of that. They say, I want to lose weight, not fat. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Everyone says they want to lose weight. And every marketing campaign, there's Weight Watchers, there's, uh, you know, uh, all the all the big uh, corporations in, say, the United States and Canada, and the big ones, like Jenny Craig and all of these things. These companies talk about the fact that um, they're here to help you lose weight. And as you said, the idea for a lot of people is to drop weight in a very short order, a quick order for whatever reason, whether they're going to get ready for a wedding or whatever the case is, or they summer's coming, so they want to drop weight. And weight is the big issue. Weight is the big, it's, it, it's the big thing. And how many trillions of dollars worldwide are spent on losing weight? And I understand this uh, aspect, obviously, but the point I'm trying to make is, is that losing weight and, per, and pushing losing weight and pushing it not for the last five years, but for the last 50 years and more, all right, making it a part of the general uh, lifestyle adaptation to life, you know, losing weight, losing weight, losing weight, to finding happiness and being confident in all of these things, um, what has it actually done? It hasn't created a healthy life for most people. It hasn't created a healthier life in in the world per se, because you you know that the top four killers uh, in human beings uh, start with heart disease, stroke, diabetes, and cancer, which are all weight related and more so weight fat related. So if we're if everything that is being sold to people is to lose weight. And in fact, that is being picked up, bought, used, utilized on many different diets, like you said, many different facets promoting this, then why are people not healthy? Yeah, exactly. And that's the reason why they're not healthy. I mean, all right, like I said, for diets may actually work you know, for a month or you know, a few weeks, but if it's not a routine you get into, if it's not a lifestyle change you're actually doing to actually achieve that goal weight or whatever you want to achieve, eventually down the line you're going to actually, you know, um, go back to your old habits and, you know, do the things and eat the things and go back to the lifestyle that you weren't actually following, um, that you were following before you got into the so-called weight, weight loss program, you know, and I think, I think that's the reason why actually, you know, you people are actually unhealthy right now, and they come even unhealthier uh, coming out of the actual program, you know, because, um, you know, when the program actually stops or things like that, and they don't have that support anymore from their trainer or from their, you know, um, coach or something, uh, because many coaches don't provide, I mean, these fed diet, uh, you know, providers don't actually provide, you know, um, you know, a holistic service. I mean, they don't actually provide, or they may provide minimal support, but it's not the support that it should be. You know what I mean? Because as I said, in order to actually, you know, lose weight and lose fat and change, you know, get in, into a healthier uh, life, um, life, you need to change your lifestyle. And in order to change your lifestyle, and this is my opinion, but obviously I think you, you agree, that you need constant support, right? You need constant encouragement, you need constant motivation. And when that stops, mentally they say, "Oh my God, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not ready to do this again. Um, how can I do this alone?" And um, you know, they get actually they get unhealthier um, uh, from before. I mean, they get they get even unhealthier following the program. Yeah, I, yeah, okay, yeah, that's true. That's a big part of it. Um, what you're saying, but even. If you have all the support in the world, if you have all the, if you have the coach, if you have the person beside you, even if you have them there every day, even if they're calling you every single day, uh, it, it really, in the very end, doesn't really make a difference. I mean, we're getting past the real fundamental issue. You can have someone with you all the time. You can have someone telling you what to do all the time. You can have somebody there watching you do it all the time and forcing you and pushing you to do it all the time. But if what they're telling you to do 
if this, if the foundation of what they're telling you to do, if the system itself, if the philosophy itself is incorrect, it doesn't really make a difference if you have someone, someone 24 seven helping you along because your success is still going to be marginal. It's still going to be only based upon the fact that somebody has been there with you. I mean, if I hold you down on the ground and I pin my uh, knee on your chest, you're not going to go anywhere. But as soon as I get off of you, you're going to get up. So that's the, that's the point of having a coach. Okay. So they keep you in a, in a certain direction and you might make some changes and alterations to your life because they're right there, not allowing you to make anything, you know, do other things. But as soon as they go away, I you mean, go back to the way you were, but why? My, my but point was, I mean, um, it depends on the sort of program as well, because as I said, if a coach or a trainer gives you a plan to follow, right. And, um, he says, okay, you have three months, you're going to lose 20 kilos in three months. Obviously, kilos of weight. Of weight, obviously, of weight. Okay. He never yeah. mentions fat, you know? Um, so you may be losing muscle, you know what I mean? But he doesn't make that distinction. But anyway, if he says you're going to lose 20 kilos of weight in three months, you won't even get, you know, halfway there or something. Um, and then the support stops. You know what I mean? If you haven't changed your lifestyle, you wouldn't have the willpower or know-how to actually continue on that lifestyle and actually, you know, maintain your weight, the weight you've lost, because let's call it weight, because that's what we will be losing, not fat, probably. You wouldn't have the willpower and the knowledge to actually, you know, maintain that weight or actually lose more as, you know, as, as your life goes by. And that's my point here. You know, if, if it's not a lifestyle change you go through, it's, it's impossible to maintain, to maintain that weight because you, you, you revert back to your old weight. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I get that. But in the end, again, still, who cares about the lifestyle? What lifestyle? The lifestyle, okay, I have a lifestyle because my coach taught me how to drink a bottle of vodka every day. I mean, it's, it's not the right lifestyle just because I have a coach and I have, if I adhere to that lifestyle, like, I mean, it, it's irrelevant because it's still the wrong path. I mean, I don't want to have someone teaching me with me, coaching me, supporting me, uh, and teaching me wrong things. So who cares? Like, I mean, it's, it's a moot point. It means it's, it's it, the, 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 the lifestyle, uh, developing a lifestyle is irrelevant if you're not developing the accurate lifestyle. Because people have lifestyles. Their lifestyles are that they go out Monday, uh, Monday to Friday, they work. Friday night, Saturday, and they're parting their ass off, doing drugs and whatever the case is. Uh, they wake up Sunday uh, in the afternoon around 4 o'clock at night. Whatever the case, that's a lifestyle. Who cares what a li about lifestyle? It's not about the lifestyle in that sense. It's about the, the, the accomplishing what you're setting out to accomplish to develop a healthy lifestyle and that healthy lifestyle has to be specific to you. So for, I, hear, I hear what you're saying and I get it, but we go back to the beginning. You can't tell someone and you don't say to someone, well, you know, let's lose weight. You can't even ask someone, listen, I want to lose weight because as soon as you ask, ask somebody, uh, listen, can you help me lose weight? I myself personally know that this person has no concept of what the hell they're talking about and they're already going to be set up for failure because to say you want to lose weight is irrelevant. And that's my point. It's irrelevant whether you have a lifestyle of losing weight or not. What is weight? Everything. You know what, you know what the ironic thing is? Uh, and when people actually, you know, look in the mirror or things like that and they say, oh my God, I'm fat. I need to lose weight. I'm fat. I need to lose weight. Yeah. Yes. And in red, they need to lose fat. They're yes. saying themselves, I'm yes. fat. I need yes. they need to lose fat, but they say, Oh my god, I'm fat. I need to lose weight. Right. You know? And no it, matter what absolutely, they're not clicking in. And no matter what they do, they may lose weight, but they're still never losing fat. And so the more weight they lose, and the more they look at themselves in the mirror and still see that flab hanging and that softness and the cellulite and the bumps and the lumps and the jelly and the jiggly body, the more that they lose, they're getting perplexed. They're getting confused. They're losing confidence because they're saying, Oh my God, I'm eating. I, I mean, I'm struggling. I don't need any carbs. You know, uh, I'm do, I'm working out two hours a day when I don't really even have the time, you know? Uh, okay. It's true. I'm fitting into better clothes. So that's kind of a nice thing. 
but I mean, I'm soft as hell and I'm lethargic, I'm tired, I'm irritable, I'm nervous, I'm grumpy, I'm constantly thinking of food, I'm lightheaded, I'm dizzy, I'm forgetful, I'm all of these things. Yeah, you lost weight, but you didn't lose any fat and they're not clicking into that. So when they you see lost that- lean weight, probably. Sorry? You lost lean weight, probably. Well, yeah, I mean, there's only four things that our body is made of and that's bone, water, muscle, and fat. And you're not, you, you will lose and you can lose bone density. That's, that's a fact, um, but that's not going to be a major, you know, you're not going to lose 10 kilos in, in a month or two months or three months and you lose 10 kilos of bone mass. That's not happening. You will lose some, you can lose some, uh, you will lose water and water that resides in the muscle tissue. So the muscles will deflate, but you won't lose fat. And, you know, and, and people hearing this, they're, they're not clicking into this. They're not really seeing it because they've been sold by marketing a concept a long time ago that there are two things, there are two most important things that they gauge their uh, self on. Number one, the scale. And the scale doesn't tell you anything except whatever is standing on it, it gives a number. It's just a mass. It says, you know, there's a mass on top of me that weighs 100 kilos, for example. So that it doesn't, make a, it doesn't make a distinction between you and the pile of stone. Right. You know exactly. I mean? Yeah. Exactly. There's no difference whatsoever, it do, and it doesn't make a difference. What it doesn't dis, uh, distinguish between what you're made of, which is the bone, the water, the muscle, the fat, and then the other one is the mirror, and the mirror, and the weight scale don't coincide. That you may lose 10 kilos on this on the scale, and you may see 10 kilo loss on in the mirror. But what you see in the mirror is not what you're going to be liking. So it's those two things, those two factors are what are what perpetuates uh, this industry. And yeah. as long as people uh, are not educated and clued out about the reality of what they should be losing, and not only what they should be losing, but be, to be able to quantify what they're losing, to be able to say, I can see that I've lost fat, not just visually, but I can see it in numbers because I'm tracking that. I see it, you know, from certain things, not just in the way my clothes fit, because it's, as I said, it's irrelevant. You can lose 20 kilos and your clothes, you know, you'll, you'll go down four sizes. So it's not that it's how you fit into those clothes, how your body is. So, you know, to quantify losing fat, you'll be able to do so obviously through various tests, but also just in the way that you feel. And this is a, th th this, this lack of uh, education, this lack of awareness has brought about an epidemic of huge proportions because every country in the world has obesity and every country worldwide is dealing with heart disease. Uh, the money spent, you know, on um, uh, cancer, you know, uh, on, on therapies to try to cure people of cancers, the money spent, you know, on all of these things to save a life. Um, and the, and the, the ironic thing is, it's another thing that, um, you know, trainers or coaches who actually advertise these quick fixes, actually pick a bank. On the fact that in the world there's so much, you know, um, heart disease, um, you know, problems, complications, and you know, they actually play on the fact that if you don't get lighter, so to speak, and you lose weight, that you're actually going to have um, problems down the line, which is ironic because if you actually follow the wrong plan, you still may end up get, getting those problems at the end of the day. It's a it's a it's a vicious cycle, you know. And the, the two industries play on each other, which is very, in my opinion, to, to, to people who, are actually, who actually know what, you know, uh, how the body works and, you know, what plans should be like. It's, it's incomprehensible that, that it's, it's still happening. I mean, to, to, to be honest, I, I don't know how people don't actually realize, you know, they, because they keep going. That's the thing. These fed diet programs are actually designed to keep you coming in, you know. Uh, your program ends. You go off the race for a month or two, you gain the, 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 the weight, the fat back at that point, and you come again, you know? Yeah. 
it's, it's designed to keep you in the system, not get you out of it. Well, that's, that's true. Quick, quick fixes, I don't care which one you want to call it, all of them. They're all, in my opinion, all quick fixes. If people come to me and say, well, what about keto diets? You know, there's science behind it. What about intermittent fasting? There's science behind it. There's science behind them all. There's science behind them all. And the science takes the, the positive stuff and they bolster that and they don't talk to you about the negative stuff. And, uh, you know, so it, it's attractive to people because well, what are you going to do? You don't put your best foot forward when you're selling a, a program or selling a product. I mean, stim and trims, you know, if you look at the bottle, it'll say fast acting, you know, quick results. Uh, well, they're selling a positive. They're not telling people the, uh, what happens when you overstimulate your adrenal system and the nervous system consistently with this kind of crap. You know, I mean, gastric bypass has a upside. Well, you know, you can lose, you know, weight, you know, drastically. Well, of course you can if you plug off a hole uh, and to allow the food into your stomach and, you know, you're 150 kilos and, you know, people are telling you, well, you're morbid obese, which you would be. Uh, and, you know, if you want to live, you have to choke off the, the uh, stomach so that the only thing that you can eat at any port uh, as a portion might be the size of an apple and that'll fill you up. Uh, hello. I mean, that's like feeding a truck, you know, or a bus that's going to drive 100 kilometers, you know, one liter of fuel. Another, another aspect comes in, which you mentioned um, uh, at the beginning. Plans need to be personalized. A standard plan that's handed out to hundreds of people will not work 90% of the time, if, if, nine, if not 99% of the time. You know what I mean? Uh, because nobody is ever the same, you know, no eating habits are ever the same. No, no, not every single person ever is, is the same, you know. So a personal program needs to be the ideal solution, you know. Tests need to be done, as you said. And um, yeah, I mean, the body, the, the, the trainer has to actually know the body he's working with to actually know what to provide, what, um, you know, what exercise routines to provide, what, you know, how much uh, calories uh, to provide the, uh, the client and things like that. And people don't, I mean, they don't, they even, they don't realize, I think, that, you know, they're being fed, you know, the same old program every time. Or, or else, they, they actually know, they know it, they realize it, but they don't, you know, they don't care as long as they lose weight. And, the, and then obviously comes full circle to the, the, to, the, to the weight argument, you know, they're losing weight, but they don't know what they're losing. Yeah, and then the repercussions, you know, as they when they get older and they have big problems, it's only then that they start yeah, to. Because, I mean, even if, if you don't lose fat, you lose muscle weight, you lose, you know, um, bone density, you actually get weaker. You no, know what I mean? Energy, you, a whole lot of things happen. One yeah. thing I wanted to touch on is that, you know, it's hard enough for people to be successful when they know how to do it. So, you know, I mean, let's say, for example, I, I'm working with someone and I give them all the specifics and the requirements that they themselves need. It's based on them. It's not based on anybody else. It's based on them. Now, I mean, let's not, let's be real because some people think, oh, well, you know, you gave me a plan like somebody else that has chicken in it. So it's a copycat plan. Come on. There's only so much food in the world. What do you want me to do? Create my own food? So, you know, but when you take someone, you give them all the specifics. It's hard enough for them to be, be successful because there's other aspects that are involved, not just the plan. There's the plan, of course, and that has to be right. But then you have to have the proper mindset. You have to be committed. You have to, um, you know, be willing to say no. You have to be willing to say no. You have to be willing to exercise. You have to, you have to put the time into it. And depending on the person, if they've been 30 years doing bad habits and no exercise and oh, I hate it and they weren't brought up with it, they weren't, it wasn't a part of their nurturing lifestyle as their parents telling them to go out and play, that itself, even though everything is right, it's difficult to be successful unless you really want it. Now imagine someone being successful when they have nothing in front of them that's right. The dieting industry, the dieting industry across the board, literally, is full of shit. It literally is full of shit. Because from a mandate from the top, it's not that 
we're trying to really create success. And I'm not taking, putting me in that picture. It's the whole, the big picture is you don't want people to be successful because if you have success, then there is no stim and trim, which is like a five, 10 euro bottle of pills. And if there's no stim and trims, then there's no powders and there's no pills and there's none of this and there's none of that. It doesn't keep climbing. Then there's no liposuction and gastric bypass and lap band surgeries. So that's you what I go, it's a vicious cycle again. Because well, if, you, if, if, if you keep pumping those pills, those, you know, those medications inside your body, it's doing damage at the end of the day as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, eating bad, you know, eating, you know, not so good food isn't the only killer out there. You know, even these pills we, we, we keep on taking in massive amounts. I mean, they can be detrimental in the long term. Not even not even massive amounts, just for for periods of time. But as I said, the the mandate isn't to actually create health. It isn't to provide people with an opportunity to be healthy. It's just sounds like it. It just looks like it. When you when you look at advertising, when you look at media, when you listen to people. I mean, if you walk into a nutritionist's office or a doctor's office, you assume that they're there for you. You assume that they're there for your health and the better of you. How ignorant are you to think that the majority are there for you? They're not. Because if they were, the first thing is, is that, you know, case in point, you take a woman who walks into a doctor's office who's complaining about being depressed with anxiety and depression and the doctors, you know, he's under time, he gets paid, you know, uh, I get 50 euros a session and I can fit three or four people in one hour. So I don't really have the time to speak to you, but I'll tell you what, if you've been depressed for any length of time and as it sounds like you are here, take these pills that propagates the sale now for the person to go to the pharmacy. Not once did the doctor stop and say, now listen, let me, before we go on to you know, discussing what pills you should be taking, what drugs you should be taking that will make things worse or why, mask the why. problem, let's discuss your eating. Do you eat? Uh, well, I have, yeah, I do. Well, how many meals a day do you eat? I eat one. You eat one meal a day. Would you feed your animal one meal per day? Do you think, is that, is that logical? Well, I don't know, it's just what I've been I told. If, I don't know if people actually realize this, but when they change doctors, right? The first, you know, session, you know, the first visit to, the, to their new doctor, maybe it lasts 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you know, he does a full body check and things like that, he gets to know you a bit. When time starts to pass, you know, the second, the third, the fourth, fifth visit, but the, I don't even say why the fifth or sixth visit, the, the doctor's visit will be like five, 10 minutes, you know, because he's gotten used to, you You know what I mean? He, he, he's not interested anymore in actually getting to know you and your problem. He says, oh, okay. I mean, I've seen this guy like three times or four times now. I, I, I know how he thinks. I know, you know, what, what patterns he, um, he, he lives by, you know, you know what I mean? And he actually, you know, provides you with a quick fix, a quick pill fix maybe, for example, or a treatment, you know what I mean? Doctors are actually reverting to quick fixes now as well. Well, it's I'm not going to say that they're reverting to. I'm going to say that doctors put out what they've been taught. So, you know, if I go to university to be a general practitioner, everything that I'm reading, everything that I'm learning has been taught to me by a professor who's telling me these are the books I must read and these are the protocols I must follow, and these are the things I must say to my clients. I, so, don't, I don't necessarily agree, because I mean, when you're a doctor, you take a note, right? You take a note to safeguard society, and you know, to actually take care of uh, your patients to, the, to your best possible ability. I, I don't agree with the sense that, I mean, they're all right, because they, they've learned, and what, you know, they should pre prescribe patients on, you know, you know, on a different case, case by case basis, but at the end of the day, isn't their doctor's responsibility to actually um, get to know you, get to know what you're actually feeling mentally, physically, and then um, plan out a, a, a way forward? I well, mean, as if, as if, think about that. How many people, think about that for a second. You go to any clinic. No, I'm saying, I'm I, saying, it's just responsibility. I'm not yeah. saying, 
they, they are doing it. You know what I mean? It's their responsibility. Okay, but it may be their it it may be it may be their responsibility. But first of all, there's not a chance that that's even going to happen because every clinic is slam packed with people, nonstop all day long. I've never seen anything like it. But what I'm trying to get at is, you teach you you share what you know. So teachers who teach children were taught themselves. So if I'm going to school to read and understand about weight loss and my, my knowledge is limited and it's limited because I've been limited in my teachings and what I have learned is coming out of these books and that is what makes me a doctor because it's, it's clinical, it's scientific, it's, you know, if I'm, if I'm basing my information of what I give to you based on what information I've been taught, then you have to say, well, who's telling me what I'm supposed to learn? Who's writing these books? Okay, well, who's writing the books are doctors from and, and, and ultimately out of pharmaceutical corporations who are funding these uh, books and basically getting these books written. So if the pharmaceutical corporation is funding and paying for books to be written, that the books go into universities, that the students are learning, who then finally get their degree and are having a practice, and you walk in front of them, they are doing and they are propagating what they have been taught. It's normal. It's just, I'm not saying that there's something necessarily wrong with it in the sense that they're not doing something consciously wrong because okay. there will be those who want to be great doctors and help you. And there's exactly. those that are doctors just to yeah. make money. But the and bottom the line is, is, just one second. There are doctors and celebrity doctors. I mean, you know, yeah. they, they, they do, you know, I mean, heart surgeons, in the U.S., I don't know here, but in the U.S., for example, heart surgeons are like celebrities over there. I mean, they make a shitload of money. The most you know amount of I mean? money they, is from they save. Huh? The most amount of money is from plastic surgeons. Yeah, I mean, but even though, you know what I mean? So, you know, they save people's lives all, all day long, basically. Yeah, but that, that's, so that's, that's different. That's different. That's different, and that's a that's a, a service. I mean, my point is that there are doctors, you know, who are genuine and do... You know, uh, yeah, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that they're not, but there's a big difference between a doctor who's going to charge your insurance company a half a million to uh, yeah. replace your heart uh, and a doctor who's the one who's going to do what it takes so that you don't have to replace your heart. Yes, so yes. Obviously, obviously, a doctor who's a brain surgeon or, or at that level who's doing those things, they're getting paid big, big money to do these things. So they best be good at what they do. I'm not saying that. They're taught in a different scenario. General practitioners, I'm not telling you that they all go into this field to screw people. What I'm saying is there are doctors that care about the well-being of people, and there are doctors that get into it just for the sake of the money. And regardless of what you get into it for, when you're sitting with your, your, your client in front of you, and, you're, and they walk in and they say, listen, uh, uh, I'm depressed, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated, I, I, I'm not functioning, you know, blah, blah, blah. They'll write you a prescription for antidepressants. That's not necessarily responsible. And then the person says, no, 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 I'm just joking. I, I'm not depressed. I was just, I don't know, I was just being an ass. The truth is, there is I'm not sleeping. You're not sleeping. No. How long you haven't been sleeping for? Oh, I can't sleep. I haven't slept for the last six months. Then they will scratch so, out the antidepressants so and so give you sleeping pills. Yeah, so what you're saying is there are doctors who are actually going to the quick fix because they've been taught that way without ever exploring other options such as absolutely life change for instance. Absolutely. I was taught a certain way. I was taught a certain way on all of this. So as a nutritionist going out and a lifestyle specialist going out, I was taught a certain way. But everything that I was taught, I questioned. I've been questioning things since I was like five years old. I've been questioning. And I've been saying, well, this doesn't really make sense. This doesn't really make sense. And a lot of what's going on doesn't even really make sense. But the fact of the matter is, is that it's because it's so common knowledge. It's so part of the culture. It's so part of the, the language 
all right, that people don't think twice. So as I said, they don't say, hey, I need to lose fat. They don't even care about losing fat. They just want to lose a number on the scale and they want to lose a number because they may say, I want to look good or I want to feel good or I want to you know, be more confident. You're not gonna be more confident if you lose weight from the scale. You're not going to be healthier if you lose weight from the scale because that doesn't even make any sense. Because you might anyone, worse in the mirror if you actually lose weight and not fat, you know? Yeah, exactly. You, you can cut off someone's leg and they'll lose 20 kilos. That's not gonna make them healthier or look any better. So it, it comes down to the specifics. And as I said, again, for, and I've been saying throughout it, we, people are not taught, we're not taught to teach people about losing fat. And we're not taught to teach people about the, the uniqueness of an individual because how is that gonna happen? If you have in this country 500,000 people, you have to then essentially create 500,000 different paths for 500,000 different people. If everyone's gonna to come to my house today, and everyone in this country, they all need their own private personal roadmap. So in an industry where you have an office full of, in a day, three, four hundred people, let's just say, and every office and every hospital is jam-packed where you got to wait eight hours, nine hours to get into emergency, you know, I mean, who's going to sit there and spend the time to ask you, so are you okay? Are you feeling okay? Are you eating well? What are you eating? Tell me, how many meals a day do you eat? Well, listen, you know, that's, no one's going to do that. They can't do that. They can't, they can, but they can't, they won't, because there's no money in it. There's no money in it. It's easier to see four people an hour, 50 euros a, 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 a fee or whatever the case is, whether they're being paid by the government or whether they're being paid because it's privatized. It's a route. They can make 200 an hour, eight hours a day, 1,600 euros a day, that's good money, or they can say, uh, in one day, I can only see three people and make 150. You tell me how it's gonna be. It's, we live in a monetary society, so there's, when it comes to making money, and it comes to the benefit and the, and the best result for a human being, I'm sorry, the human being is secondary. Yeah, unfortunately, yes. The, the whole world, the, this country, even everything, basically, the whole world, um, it's you know, if you don't have money, you know what they say. I mean, without money, I mean, there's a Maltese saying, right? I don't know who it's, uh, if there's a person in English, but um, in Maltese, we say, if you don't have money, without money, you can neither love, you know, kiss someone, or um, uh, yeah, kiss or hug. You know, without money, you don't uh, get kisses, you don't get hugged. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you, don't, yeah. you, don't get, you don't get the respect. I think, uh, from people, if you don't have money to show, you know what I mean? Everything is so, is so, is so superfic superficial right now. I mean, everything goes around money and people actually put money first um, uh, rather, than, rather than their own health. And uh, I say this because um, I'm going back to the, you know, fed diets uh, topic. Fed diets don't usually, um, you know, cost much. You know, what I, you know what I mean? I mean, there are, um, uh, you know, programs which are, you know, expensive, which don't do much for you. But the majority of them are, you know, are quite, you know, affordable. And this comes back to the, to your, to the argument I was saying, because they want to keep pulling you in. You know, they want you to lose your weight. They want you to gain fat back, because when you do, you keep going, coming in the door. You know what I mean? Trainers, you know, which are more concerned about money than their own client's health, actually do this, do the, do this, these marketing techniques to actually get people back in the door. They don't really, they don't really care about, you know, um, getting a, getting a client fat, fit, and, uh, you know, again, you know, in an active lifestyle, because they know if they do that, and if they show them how to do that, they won't come near the door again. You know what I mean? They want yeah. to beat customers, which is a very bad thing. I mean, you're playing with a human's head after all, right? Yeah, here's a, here's a statistic that will support exactly what you just said. 98% of all people who diet only get fatter throughout their life. 
So what does that tell 98%, you? percent That's almost a hundred percent. That's astonishing. Absolutely. And if you and you and there's not a person, you know, in that ninety-eight percent who can't look back at when they were younger, especially in my era, because now kids are growing up fat right from the get-go. They don't do anything. But you go back to the era when we still went outside and played and were active. We didn't have so much uh, technology around us to keep us sort of occupied and, and uh, alienated from everybody else. You go back and you look at any one of those people and you say to them, show me a picture of what you used to look like when you were young. Guys were thin. They had abs. They had muscle tone. Uh, women were thinner. They were small. They're proud of those pictures. And then you look at them today. And they're, you know three times the size. And yet you can ask them, well, you, you know, you look at that and you say, well, hmm, that's quite the change. And they say, well, I've been dieting. Well, how long have you been dieting for? For 30 years. You're dieting for 30 years and you look like this. Well, something's not working. You understand? And yeah. of course it's not working because it's not designed to work. Nothing's designed to work. So inevitably people still keep hoping, wishing, I mean, I don't know how many people talk to me and say, listen, you know how much money I've wasted on dieters? I don't trust anymore. Yeah, of course you don't trust because you're looking to the business side of things. If you want success, if you want success, why are you looking to businesses? You look to education. So education is the answer. For example, now education is based on business as well. Even universities, what a big money maker, but Let's just look at it from one other aspect. I'll give you an example. You can take three individuals, one who's like dumb as a doorknob, one who's a savant, super intelligent, and one who's just average, and all three of them want to get their driver's license. So what they have to do is they have to hire a car, a car you know, and they go out and learn. Okay, the, the dumber than doorknob guy, or whatever, uh, you know, maybe, you know, it's 50 euros a, a session um, and they do, let's say, 20 sessions and they spend 1,000 euros to learn. But after 20 sessions, because they're so bloody slow, they still learned how to drive the car. The savant, super intelligent, picked it up in two sessions, cost them 100 euros. And the average person maybe took, say, 10 sessions. So that's 500 now you have the, the person who spent 1000 the one who spent 500 and, you sp and the one who spent 100 They all go to the uh, Malta Transport, for example, since that's where we're living. They all do the driving test and they all pass. So inevitably, one paid 1000 for their driver's license, one paid 500 and one paid 100 This is the cheapest education you're ever going to get. Okay? Now... When in their lifetime will either one of those three, because now they're even, I don't care who was dumb and who is smart, they're even, they all have driver's licenses. How many times in their lifetime will they go out and spend more money on the education on how to drive a car? Never. And yeah. the why? Because they're educated. Now, to explain they have, why. They the knowledge. You're right, exactly. Knowledge is power. Now to, ex now, to take that one step further and show you the dark side of all of that, why would you make a driver's license so inexpensive? Because really, if you tell someone, hey, listen, I'm going to give you a license to drive a car for the next 50 years, and it's going to cost you 10000 you won't think that's expensive because 10000 over 50 years, that's nothing. So, but why do they make it so cheap? The reason why they make it cheap is quite simple, is because what happens is, is as soon as you have your car, as soon as you have your license, you're gonna buy a car. Then you're gonna buy maybe another car. Or then you're gonna get tires or rims. You're gonna blow an engine. You need a transmission. You need all these things. So basically, bottom line is this, is that by getting a driver's license, you've essentially bought yourself into a system where you're gonna spend a huge amount of money. But that's why that education is free. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean. That's why I said, and this, this, um, uh, you know, this ties in with my argument before, and I keep saying this. Cheap programs are designed to actually keep you in the system. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They don't really care about, you know, getting you healthy or getting you fat, uh, getting you thinner. And they do care about that for a couple of months, but then they want you coming back in the door six months from, uh, from that day. You know what I mean? They are actually expecting you 
to get fat because they don't show you, and, and I mentioned this before, they don't show you how to change your lifestyle or how to live healthier. They tell you how to lose weight for the moment, then they, you, and you're on your own after that, after those two months or one month, and you stop paying them. No, man, get out the door. I don't know you anymore. You know what I mean? Unless, obviously, you, call, you keep, you keep um, uh, paying them every month uh, to actually lose more weight, which, as I said, is not fat. So it's a vicious cycle again. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate, and you know the the end result is not only more fat people, more people with low self esteem, more people with uh, confidence issues, more people with eating disorders, uh, more people um, uh, you know financially in trouble because they keep spending and spending and spending, more family problems, more relationship problems, more every kind of problem. Uh, and the end of it all, I mean, you know, uh, you, most people then will end themselves up uh, in a hospital and, yeah. you know, dealing with one of the, you know, the big killers. And there's no need for it. There truly is no need for it. I, I'm going to say one last thing before we, we pretty much shut this down. And this is just to kind of make the point and drive it home. This is 2020. We have mobile phones that can do everything. Look what we're doing on a mobile phone. You can, uh, you have uh, uh, every kind of system. They say we went to the moon. They're going to try to send us to Mars. There are satellites left, 5G, the, all these different things, okay? We have all this technology. We have all this information. Everywhere you look, information, everything, okay? So you have all this information. And then on the other side, you have all these people that are sick with heart disease, stroke, diabetes, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, cancers, asthma, di everything. You have all the issues that you're seeing everywhere from young to old. So when you see this much information, you should only see this much problems in our society because information, knowledge is power. Therefore, people are healthier. They're not as sick. They don't have the problems, but that's not the case. This is up here. And the sickness and the wellness has dissipated since 100 years ago. We, are way, we may not live as long, but we are way more unhealthy with way more problems, psychological problems, every kind of problem you can imagine like that. So if you look at this, you have to ask yourself this question, how is this possible? Because it's not possible. It's not possible that with all the information that there's so many problems, and people will say, well, yeah, it's because, you know, I quit or I do this. It's because of me. No, it's not. It's because of this. It tells you that the information that you're getting isn't education. And even if it's called education, it's not accurate. It's not the education and the information that is specific to you to make you better. And that's why we're up here. Okay. If it was correct, we'd be down here. So, you know, this is a, a, you know, this topic can go on and on and on for hours. Um, yeah. People who are looking to have a better life, a better future, um, you know, whether that's to stay away from, uh, you know, interventions in the hospital or to stay off of medicines or to just to feel better about themselves, to be confident, to have just to feel good. Like, you know, maybe you did when you were a child. Uh, you know, it, the, the, the onus is, the responsibility is on you to get educated to how to take care of your body and stop, stop trying to lose weight and start understanding the difference between losing weight and losing fat. Start doing what it takes to make losing fat a reality in your life. And when you do that, that is the, that is the turnaround. That is the change in the fork in the road that is going to change your future uh, for the better. And until that day comes, until that realization comes, until people start to hear this and see, ah, okay, well, that actually makes sense. Until they start to take a step in that direction, there will be no more change. There will be no change in this. You'll still see, you know, obesity problems, health issues getting worse and worse and worse. Do you have anything you want to add to that yeah, before we just my, yeah, my concluding remarks. Um, I want people to, if they take anything from this podcast, I, I want them to actually take this. Um, don't just go and, you know, jump on the first, um, you know, ad you see 
that quick fix said. Try to think about what that person, what, you know, what that company, what that uh, trainer, coach is going to do for you. Is he going to show you how to change your lifestyle, how to get, you know, get a healthier life, get a healthier life mentally, physically, or is he just going to show you how to lose weight? And, you know, you'll see yourself, you know, return after three months or four months or whatever, you know? Um, John used to tell me this, and uh, I, I, I quite agree with him. Um, a good trainer, a good coach, uh, does not want you to come back. Is that right, John? Yeah. A good coach doesn't, doesn't want you to come back because he knows or she knows that they haven't done their job right. So just think about that for a second. If there's a coach who provides you with a two-month you know, contract for a two-month plan, and you know he just shows you how to lose weight and you do lose weight what are the chances that you're going to actually get that weight back that fat back you know so just remember that a good coach or a good program isn't designed to get you back in the door it's designed to get you out the door get you healthy get you physically healthy get you mentally healthy and stay that way for the rest of your life absolutely well, on that note, I hope all of you uh, had, you know, got some information today that uh, you can benefit from. Um, uh, I guess what I would say now is that if you uh, like the information that you're hearing, if you have any questions or so, certainly leave a comment below. Um, you can um, uh, uh, message us. Uh, the information is also below. Certainly like, subscribe. And if you know someone who's dealing with some of these issues, uh, then share the information because I think um, this is this is the most important part of getting people more aware is sharing what makes sense. So much of the this, the common sense today isn't so common, and so it's it's important that when you hear the right things and the things that click in your mind, going yeah okay that makes sense, share it because there are other people out there that probably want just what you want as well, and. Uh, and that's, I think, a responsibility of us all is to share the good news. So um, we'll leave it at that. We will uh, be coming back to you again next week uh, with, obviously, uh, more topics. Like I said, like, subscribe, and we will talk to you soon. Okay? For everyone today. Peace.